Welcome to another episode of Getting Prospective. I am David Gardner with Bleacher Preachers. Uh, we're going to be uh, doing a little new format this time around. We're going to shorten the episodes. Obviously, we don't want to run an hour like we did with the last episode. So we're going to split things in half, try to have a couple episodes a week. Uh, this first episode, we're going to focus on the top performers, discuss some of the games we attended a little bit. Uh, I will be flying solo for this uh, first episode here. and look forward to discussing those things. First, we, we want to make sure we give a shout out to our sponsor, Elevated Visuals. That's E-L-E-V-8-D visuals.com. Uh, he's able to help you kind of channel and tell your own unique story from weddings and events to corporate videos and promotional content. He's got you covered. So be sure to contact uh, Eric with the Elevated Visuals uh, to get your quote and uh, let him bring your vision to life. Uh, so we want to talk about, uh, as we always do, those, some of those top performers uh, from the week this past week. Uh, it was a good week of football. Uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, not major games, but some good games out there. We're going to start uh, with Dash Bowman, Lincoln East, uh, class 2024. Had, had 221 total yards, 147 rushing, 74 receiving, three touchdowns. Had nine tackles with two for a loss. Uh, Jet Tamala, that Millard South quarterback, uh, sophomore, class of 2026, uh, 6'4", 182 pounds, 285 yards, and had six touchdowns on the night, uh, five passing, one rushing. Uh, Gabriel Prusha from Millard South, another sophomore. That sophomore class from Millard South is pretty darn solid. Um, so they'll be looking for them for years to come, but with fell around. Gabriel Prusha stepped up, had 111 rushing yards, 46, uh, 46 receiving, and had a touchdown. Uh, Centura's Calvin Zimmerman, senior this year, had 200 rushing yards with two touchdowns. Kyle Cox, class of 2025, 5'10", 160 pounds, had 152 rushing yards with 75 receiving yards and six touchdowns, so uh, 313 total yards, and had a block punt on the night. Tommy Markison from Paxton. Uh, the senior had 240 yards, 149 return yards with 91 rushing and a touchdown. Threw in 15 tackles on the, on the defense. Brady Skinner from Cody Kilgore, class of 2025. 169 total yards, 87 of them rushing the touchdown. Also had 12 tackles with an interception and a fumble recovery. So Cody getting, uh, excuse me, Brady getting the job done. Quentin Myers from Anslow Myrna. Senior, it's 210 pounds, uh, 319 total yards, 134 rushing, 185 passing with six touchdowns, 10 tackles on the defense and a sack. Isaac Doty, the Sydney uh, quarterback, class of 2024. Six 250 pounds, uh, 286 total yards, 187 rushing, 99 yards passing with three touchdowns. Barrett Wilk from Stanton, the soft, or excuse me, the junior, six foot, two hundred five pounds, had three hundred sixty-two yards, one hundred twenty-nine rushing, one hundred eighty-seven passing, uh, had forty-six yards on interception return too. So, doing his thing. Mitchell Hupp from Stanton, one hundred eighty-seven receiving yards with four touchdowns, threw in a couple sacks and nine tackles as well. Connor Booth, Bishop Newman, a regular on the list. Uh, 6'1", 216-pound running back, 182 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Sailor Rhodes said his name a few times as well, Weeping Water. The senior had 100, uh, 370 total yards, 
177 rushing, 91 on kick returns, 99 on punt returns with three touchdowns, and threw in seven tackles with one for a loss on uh, on the defense. Peyton Abbott from Bridgeport, the senior, 5'11", 185 pounds, 385 rushing yards with four touchdowns. Kitten Carr from Silver Lake, 207 rush yards, four touchdowns. Another running back, Parker Bohr, Boone Central, 147 with four touchdowns. Blair. Uh, Blair is really starting to, to uh, kind of emerge as to what we all probably thought they would be. They had a rough start to the year, but and you know really starting to put things together. Quarterback Bodie Suckup with 260 passing yards, four touchdowns. Brock Templer had 227 total yards, 155 on the ground with a touchdown. Ethan Bessler had 205 total yards, 118 on kick returns with a touchdown, 85 receiving with a touchdown. Uh, so the Bears are starting to assert themselves. They've got a big matchup coming up with Bennington. Dylan Higby from Clarkson Lee, class of 2024, 279 total yards, 239 on the ground with four TDs. Lincoln Christian's Jack Watson had 155 rushing yards with three touchdowns and had Ten bodies he dragged to the ground on the defense. Calvin Carrar from Franklin, the uh, freshman, 5'10", 193 yards, total yards, 94 rushing, 99 passing with three touchdowns, had 19 tackles and a fumble recovery as well. Sam Sauerdyke, pretty much a staple on the list from Thayer Central. That running back had 198 rushing yards, four touchdowns, with nine tackles and a fumble recovery. Kale Gustafson from Osceola, class of 2024. 6'5", 220 pounds, big kid. 185 rushing yards with six touchdowns. Also had nine tackles and a fumble recovery. One of the games of the week last week, they produced some, some, top, some top performers. Uh, first, we got Scott's Bluff. Uh, their quarterback, Nate Kelly, class of 2026, had 195 rushing yards, three touchdowns. Uh, the Super State. Sebastian Boyle, 124 yards and two touchdowns. Grand Island Northwest, you know, squeaked out that game. Camden Jensen, uh, the senior, had 285 passing yards with three touchdowns. Uh, and the other senior, Chase Wiegert, had 138 yards receiving with two touchdowns. So that uh, Jensen-Wiegert connection was was going strong. Uh, an underrun, you know, I think a lot of people, obviously being outside the metro, you don't get as much attention, but Griffin Novacek from Kearney, the quarterback, 6'4", 210 pounds. Is a, it turned out to be a pretty darn good prospect. Uh, 254 yards to get altogether, 165 rushing with three touchdowns in their win. Uh, Kyler Loridson from Bennington, the linebacker, uh, 12 tackles, had three for a loss, and had an interception return, 60 yards for a touchdown. He was all over the field on defense on uh, on Friday night. Kenyon Cotton from Westside, class 2025, 5'11", 180-pound receiver with 136 receiving yards and a touchdown. Nairi Poteet Brown from Boys Town had 214 total yards, 162 receiving with 57 kick return yards and a couple touchdowns. Donnie Versalino from Plattsmith, the senior running back, linebacker, had 150 yards with a couple TDs. Mason Gunn, Gretna East, uh, 5'8", 185-pound running back. He's emerged as a, one of the top Class B running backs, 165 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Malcolm 
Logan McGreer, uh, the junior, 5'9", had 213 total yards, 78 receiving, 70 kick return, 65 punt return with two touchdowns. And Malcolm's Dalton Amon, the senior, 105, 11, 175 pounds, had 142 total yards with 101 receiving and three touchdowns. Central Valley's Grady Kelly, the junior, had 224 rushing yards with three touchdowns, nine tackles with two of them for a loss. And then Brecken Schlutter from Exeter Mulligan Friend, the senior with 201 yards rushing and six touchdowns and threw in eight tackles on, on the defense. So it's a, a little bit of a shorter list. We tried to to reduce, um, you know, the amount of people that we had to try to save some time. Um, but, you know, still a pretty darn good list. Some regular names, a little bit of uh, some newer names. So um, glad to try to put those names out there for people to hear and, and uh, get used to uh, knowing the names because it's probably going to be names that you hear pretty regularly now and in the future. Uh, so... Um, as I said, the you know the other part of the episode we wanted to discuss, um, you know, games that we had watched attended. Um, you know, first we're to start with that North Central game on Thursday night that ended up being, you know, outside of the Grand Island Scotts Bluff game, maybe one of the games of the week. It came down to the wire. Um, you know, Central hung in there tough. You know, I, I don't know if there's a lot of people gave Central uh, a great shot at beating North. You know, Central, uh, you know, as they show with Gretna, one of our questions was, could they handle the physicality? I think Central is getting better at it. I think that's one thing you can kind of learn from the game is Central starting to learn how to be physical themselves. They're starting to learn how to deal with some of that physicality. They have a ton of talent, as we've discussed in a couple episodes in the past. So, um, you know, it's really, you know, it's really trying to learn to be one of those physical teams and, and counteract that physicalness from, from some of the top teams in the Metro that that's really going to be what defines them over these next upcoming years. Uh, Kylon Haney, you know, the freshman running back, uh, 5'10", 200 pounds, good sized kid already. And he just runs like a dump truck. You know, he, he is so hard to bring to the ground. He's got a low center of gravity. Um, you know, he's able to use those strong legs and, and break through people, break through tackles. You know, that's a tough defensive line he faced. He, he ended up with 76 rushing yards in the game, averaged just under six yards a carry. Um, so he, he definitely was one of the most impressive individuals from the game on Thursday, last Thursday night. Uh, with his, just his ability to be physical, um, you know, to get up uh, against a, a great defensive line and and to create positive yardage and uh, to, to make them work uh, in bringing him to the ground and bringing that physicality, you know, uh, counteracting, as we said, that some of that physicality that, that North brings and, and showing them they're not going to back down from it. Um, you know, another impressive young man was, was Deshaun Prince, uh, the, uh, the sophomore receiver. You know, he's 6'3", 180 pounds, already holds an offer from Nebraska. Um, you know, he, he showed – uh, very well during the game. Had some tough catches. Ended up with seven receptions for 74 yards and two touchdowns on the night. Uh, one of the touchdowns he caught was a, a very tough catch. The other one probably should have been intercepted, but uh, the the defensive back um, misplayed the ball, jumped a little early, missed the ball. But even still, that still requires a lot of focus because you know there's a young man that's in front of you blocking the the path 
that you probably think has a good chance of at least tipping the ball. So you have to stay pretty concentrated in order to still catch that ball uh, when it comes at you, maybe in a surprising fashion. So uh, Prince displayed, you know, everything from the length, uh, the ability to kind of high point the ball, um, you know, the ability to come down with tough catches. You know, he, he was putting the full bag on display and it was, it was impressive on, on Thursday night. Uh, Kayvon Newsom, you know, I don't know if people can say enough. You know, obviously he is a favorite of the Bleacher Preachers. He is just consistent, and he is one of the leader of the defense. You know, 6'1", 200 pounds. I led the team with eight tackles. He's averaging 11.6 tackles a game, so almost 12 tackles a game in a tough class. And he's played some tough teams. I mean, he's played Elkhorn South. He's played, um, obviously, North now. He's played um, Gretna. I mean, he's played some very tough teams, and he is – able to match the talent pretty evenly. Uh, you know, he's one of the top linebackers in the state. You know, I, he is he, I, I wouldn't say he's like super flashy, right? So he's not some guy that's just out there intercepting a lot of balls. He just does his job. He runs the defense. He tackles. He makes sure that, you know, not too many people get past him. And, and he brings a physicality and, and, and also, you know, goes, can, can get in the backfield and, and disrupt plays. So, um, you know, Kayvon Newsom deserves some, some love. You know, he had another great game leading the team, you know, averaging almost 12 tackles a game. You know, he is uh, he's going to be one of the top linebacker prospects in the state. And there's, I think there's a good amount of them. You know, I think um, our linebacker class uh, over these next few years is pretty darn underrated and, and maybe overlooked to some capacity. Um, you know, another young man that was impressive uh, was Anthony Liggins. You know, he did have a stint where he got a little hurt um, and was out of the game, but came back in and almost made a uh, play at the very end of the game. And they end up calling pass interference. It was a controversial call. But, um, you know, I think most of the experts would, would agree that it was a pass interference um, just from the wraparound and uh, grabbing the waist. But it was a pretty close play. Honestly, I don't know if he could have played the ball much better in order to to disrupt that pass as much as he could have. So, you know, you kind of live and, live and die with that, that happening. Uh, but he did have an interception, a pretty remarkable one, had a great catch on it. You know, played most of the night, had a pretty lockdown, uh, lockdown defense on Khalil Davis. Uh, Khalil made a pretty uh, oppressive catch toward the end of that game to put North in position to score uh, late in the game. But outside of that, you know, it did not allow, you know, really any deep balls. Um, you know, Khalil is a very, he's a very defined route runner. I've seen him in camps and, you know, he, he hits, he hits routes hard. I think he, that's kind of where, what separates him from a lot of people is, uh, you know, focusing on how to run those routes and, uh, you know, running them hard uh, in order to, to create those openings. So, you know, th- those are the, the, I think the top four standouts from Central for me during the game. Uh, you know, again, there probably could have been a couple more that we could mention. To me, those are the ones that I, I saw and was impressed with uh, highly. Um, you know, B.J. Newsom had a decent game. You know, he's still running a little bit. That North defensive line is very good. Samarius Henderson and, and Tyson Terrio will have you running for your life pretty consistently. And, uh, you know, he was able to still make some plays. Um, you know, so Central has a very bright future. Between their sophomores and freshmen that they have on the team, if they can maintain that physicality, you know, they will lose Kayvon Newsom next year. So they're going to have to figure out some of that, uh, some of that defensive middle and line um, but, you know, we, I'm sure they'll uh, be developing and, and come back strong. 
Uh, for Omaha North, you know, the, as we mentioned, Khalil Davis, uh, the, the, the uh, sophomore, uh, it's 5'10", 175 pounds. He is just an excellent route runner. Um, you know, he, they threw to him in the big moment, which me, I think explains a lot. They have a lot of trust in, in you know, Khalil, which we, everybody calls him Champ, uh, Champ Davis. Um, you know, he is very defined route runner, uh, you know, gets the opportunity to get open. Sebastian Circle struggled a little bit during the game. Um, you know, he, I, one thing I was impressed with Circo with was his ability to get out and run. I didn't realize that he had legs as much as he did. He, you know, he had a couple where he, he saw a crease and he ran and he was, looked quick with it. Um, so that, that part was impressive, but he did struggle throwing the ball a little bit. Um, you know, obviously the pass to Champ at, at the, toward the end of the game was a, was an excellent one. Champ really made uh, a good catch because ultimately there was about three defenders right around that ball and he, that he, and he got it into Champ. Um, but he did struggle on the night a little bit, uh, you know, getting passes into people. And you can contribute some of that to, to Central's defense, though. I mean, DJ Sterling, uh, Marie Sherrod, um, you know, Anthony Liggins, you know, those guys that are not – they're not nothing to sneeze at as far as defensive backs. Um, Donovan Jones, the safety, you know, he is – I've been to two – I've watched North game, been to a North game, and Jones has instantly stood out in both games. He is a physical safety. You know, he provides him an option to catch a ball here and there and whatnot, which is awesome. But, you know, his, his position being a safety – he is a big, strong, physical safety that can play in coverage, that can tackle, and can hit. And you know, he is. Uh, you know, he was very impressive during the game. You know, he, I think he, outside of that defensive line, you know, him and Titan Glassman are probably some of the leaders on that defense. Um, you know, that their physical play in that defensive backfield means a lot to the team, uh, especially when you got a line that uh, you know can try to create pressure and and Aaron throws and um, possibly inaccurate throws. You know their ability to lodge those balls loose and make plays on them has been nothing but uh, nothing but top notch. So you know definitely Donovan Jones. You know he has offers. You know Nebraska being one of them. Uh, class of 2024. He's a senior, six foot, 190 pounds. You know it's going to be somebody to keep an eye on in these coming years. Um, you know at the college level because he has the physical tools to be an excellent safety. Uh, you know, something that impressed me off the charts, you know, obviously I could go to Henderson and I can go to Tyson Terry. You know, they they just create a lot of problems for people uh, on that, on that uh, you know, that line action. But, um, you know, Greg Moore, I was impressed with Greg Moore, uh, the junior, 5'7", 220 pounds. He was, he was disruptive, you know. They, um, in moments where they, they needed a play, you know, I did find it seemed like Greg Moore was, was uh, making uh, a play uh, for the Vikings. Um, as I mentioned, but, you know, Terry, Marius Henderson, you expected from them more provided them an excellent, uh, option that, you know, I, I think that the Eagles maybe didn't quite expect to, to, to provide pressure and to, um, to challenge at the, the line and, and challenge run plays, fill gaps, um, and so on. So Greg Moore, the five seven two hundred twenty five pound lineman, you know, he had a, he had an excellent game and I think deserves some eyes. Uh, B.J. Lewis, the linebacker from uh, Omaha North, the he's a sophomore as well. So you know you got Champ there, you got B.J. Lewis. You you still have a ton of talent on that defensive line. Uh, Lewis, the linebacker, six one, two hundred and twenty pounds. He had an impressive display of of speed from that linebacker position. 
Um, you know, he, he is somebody that can, can cover in coverage and also can apply some pressure on the, um, on the quarterback uh, when necessary. He can blitz the packages. You know, he's somebody that you can bring. He can meet linemen and, and, and handle their physicality, their, their physicalness enough to, to shed blocks, um, to create, to make tackles. You know, and he's a young man. He's going to get bigger. He's going to get stronger. And, you know, he's, he, as I said before with Kayvon Newsom, these linebackers in the state are probably going to be a serious strength coming these next, you know, few years here. Um, maybe in an overlooked position in the state that uh, deserves some more attention. Uh, so North, North ends up, ends, obviously ends up winning the game on a late touchdown. You know, Central challenged him. Um, you know, as I said, I think they we learned – we learned a lot more about Central than we did about North. You know, I think Central is accepting some of that challenge from a physicality standpoint. They're, they're, they're finding more about themselves and what kind of offense they want to be. They have a lot of talent on the, that, you know, in those wide receiver positions. I think their, their running back situation is starting to define itself. They have a special talent in Kylon Haney. Uh, for Omaha North, it's, it's really just a matter of, you know, trying to – make a consistent offense. Their defense will, will play well. They'll keep them in games. They'll make plays. You know, it's really trying to get Circo to to create passes, create those running lanes, um, you know, but, and, and hopefully and allow, you know, the other sophomore running back, Cannon, to um, to, to make some explosive plays and some big plays. I mean, he, he had a decent game himself as well, um, you know, but I'm sure he would have liked to perform even better than what he had. Uh, you know, they found themselves in position that Central was applying uh, some some good defensive stops, and and those lanes weren't as big as what he may have been in used to in the past. So, um, you know, I think Central had a good game plan with really trying to stop the run and make Circle beat them. You know, and I think I think you'll see more teams doing that in the future. So you'll have to see North will really need that development from uh, the quarterback position, and you know, those wide receivers really working on creating, uh, you know, opportunities and making catches uh, for the quarterback uh, to sustain that success. You know, they'll definitely challenge, and and Central's figuring themselves out as they go here, and they're getting better, and that's what you expect. Uh, The other game that I went to, the other game that I went to was the Bennington and Elkhorn game, and it was very tough. Uh, It was a very tough game. Bennington is a good team. You know, uh, Peter Sandman, the quarterback, he had a he had a decent game. You know, that was the one question mark that I had going into the game was what, uh, you know, how good was was Sandman because he is somebody that um, he had question marks around because you have you have Quentin Archer who is a solid running back and he and Quentin Archer had a good game. Um, Quinn Archer, excuse me, and he had a you know Quentin Archer had a good game. You know, but it was going to come down to probably Sandman was what I thought and. You know, he started off the game, had a touchdown throw, which was huge. You know, I was impressed with his ability to get loose and actually run the ball a little bit. That was something that kind of surprised me. Um, you know, the, it, it did rain pretty heavily at some points. Um, so that there was a little bit, got a little sloppy there in the second half. But uh, really what it came down to more was Sam made some plays when he necessary. They got some decent runs from Archer. Elkhorn had plenty of opportunities in the game. I mean, they really did. They could not catch a ball. If they, the only the only individual that could catch a ball consistently was Charlie Lambsky. Lambsky had an excellent game. Uh, he was by far the best player on Elkhorn for the night. Uh, he, he, you know, he's about six three, 
um, about 185 pounds, and he was tough to guard. He he actually went up and 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 had and basically mossed a defensive back for one of the touchdown uh, for the touchdown for the Antlers um, there in about the, I think it was the third quarter. But um, you know, ultimately, what it came down to was Bennington's defense again. You know, able to make stops. They really made it tough on Cade Matthews. Um, Kyler Loridson, he had an exceptional game. Um, you know, as we mentioned in the top performers list, he had 12 tackles, three of them for a loss, and then returned that interception for 60 yards, which was a big momentum swinger. He also had Gunnar Lynn get an interception and return it. Kind of deep, returned it deep into Elkhorn territory. So the turnovers were costly. Uh, Elkhorn, I think more than anything, if they would have been able to catch the ball better because, you know, they were in the game early and stayed in the game pretty well up until the very end. They had a little bit of a hard time uh, handling handling KJ Taff on some return, uh, some uh, reverses. Uh, they, you know, they did that twice and both got a positive yard, a very good positive yardage. One of them resulted in a touchdown. And, and toward the end of the game, they just kind of wore them down. Archer had a big run. They ended up getting another touchdown late. But, you know, for Bennington, it really came down to the play of Peter Sandman. You know, he made some plays when it was necessary, used his feet when it was necessary. Archer had a, a, a solid game. But that defensive side of the ball with Kylo Ridson uh, just being everywhere on defense, you know, Gunnar Lynn making plays, a turnover and returning deep, uh, put him in advantageous position. Uh, it really came down to it. That Bennington defense is tough, but I don't think Bennington is unbeatable. I think you're going to see – Blair challenge him again this week. Um, and, of course, Scott's probably chomping at the bit to get another opportunity at him. Um, for those antlers, you know, he really come down to Charlie Lamsky. You know, he he was the only one really catching the ball for the antlers. Um, you know, had a couple good catches, a couple great plays, was getting vertical on him. They, they had the hardest time covering him. He's the one that gave Bennington all of the issues. Uh, the other individual I would say that was impressive from the Elkhorn position was was Mason Villock, Villock. Uh very physical linebacker. You know, he's a, I, I seen that he just committed, or excuse me, just got an offer of Chattern State for wrestling. You know, he, and he is full of part of that. He was physical, you know, had some big hits, was making tackles. Um, you know, the linebacker, he's, he's a good, he's a good 6'1", 210, 220 pound uh, young man. So it's good, solid size, but, you know, he definitely was, uh, was making an impact Whenever the ball came near him, he was making sure that they felt his presence. Um, so that, that, you know, that was very impressive. I, I did enjoy watching Mason Villwalk uh, do his thing because he, uh, you know, he's the type, he was the type of linebacker that I'd like to see just creating, you know, a uh, presence and making people um, find out where he is and to be aware of that he, if he's in the vicinity, that they're probably going to get hit and hit hard. Um, so that was kind of my experience with that game. Uh, you know, Bennington did walk away with a, a, you know, a big win from the point standpoint. Game was probably a lot closer than what the score looked. Like I said, Elkhorn was in the game, you know, and they just they just dropped so many balls and couldn't catch so many balls. If they could have caught some of those, you know, you might have seen a little bit closer game in the early going and hold a little bit closer because Bennington really, once that rain came, they really started to kind of fall apart in that second half, had some turnovers themselves. It struggled on some drives, and, and Elkhorn just could not take advantage of it. Uh, Cade Matthews, you know, he, he struggled he, a little bit. He uh, overthrew some balls. You know, I was impressed with his feet as well he, when, he, when he did run. I felt like they should have ran him more 
when he when they did run, they got positive results from it, and he's pretty quick. Um, so I felt like Oakhorn could have ran him a, a bit more. Uh, they just didn't make plays. Uh, to and you got to against a championship team like Bennington, you have to make plays. You can't have a lot of turnovers. You can't, you know, any of those those fifty fifty balls. You need to win some of those, and they just did not do really any of that. So uh, that's where you find Elkhorn in the position that they're in. So that was our experience from uh, last week. Uh, the list of those top performers. Of course, you know, anytime that you you feel like I missed somebody, you can always tweet at us. You know what what those performers look like. Um, I'm sure there are some that we we should have caught, but that we didn't. Uh, outside of that, you know, those were our prospects from the games that we saw. We went to last week. Uh, some of our top prospects. Uh, if you please look them up on Twitter or, you know, you can check them out on our huddle pages uh, to get more information on them. Uh, but outside of that, you know, we'll be looking forward to getting some more episodes out to you. Try to keep them a little bit shorter, but we look forward to delivering a little bit better experience in the, in, in these podcast episodes and, and hope that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll gain your trust in um, some of our evaluations for this episode of getting prospective. Bleacher Preachers, out.